Welcome, and thanks for joining us for the weekly podcast of Center Church San Diego. We are so happy to connect with you online today. You matter to God. You really do. Whatever your past, no matter what your circumstance right now, God loves you. And you belong right here. Hope starts now as we invite Christ to take his rightful place at the center of our lives. So let's jump in. Uh, well, good morning. My name is Josh. I'm one of the leaders around here. Um, <laughs> he said, he said bumps on her face. That's, that's what he said, man. Ronnie, where's Ronnie at, man? Fa- man, praise God for Ronnie. Um, he's a dude that was just up here a little while ago. He's, he sounds so smart when he talks. Man, I'm like, so I'm like the dumbed down version of Ronnie. So don't be expecting that here this morning. Um, but man, I love it when Ronnie hosts. There's, um, I, I think that's, this is his first time. Um, but there's a guy off of BuzzFeed that sounds exactly like him. I just, I keep telling him that, but look it up. Um, but really cool things happening after service today. Um, uh, again, we don't take ourselves very seriously, um, but we do take God seriously. Um, and you may hear the buzz. We're collaborating with a great organization uh, called Hope Rescue, and we're hosting a farmer's market uh, style of grocery shopping experience for families who are in need. And guess what? It's all for free. Um, we have a mobile food uh, pantry truck. It's parked right outside, back, uh, right, right out back, and we have games and music. It's just going to be a fun time to connect, um, to help our city, and just kind of have a great time together as a church family. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, one of our core values here at Center Church, something that we value around here is that we believe that we are made better when we help other people win. And today, I, I really truly believe that's what we want to walk out. We want to be the hands and feet of Jesus where we live, where we work, and where we play. So join us after service um, in the back parking lot area. It's going to be a great time. Maybe if you guys know anybody who this would be a real tangible blessing to, um, send them a text, and we'd love to help meet those needs. And we're going to be around after service for the next couple of hours. And please just let them know, invite them. I think it's going to be a really good time for all of us. So today, um, we're jumping into week three of our series, Drawing the Circle. And shout out to everyone watching online or via podcast or YouTube. Um, So whether you're in-house this morning or you're at a Starbucks somewhere uh, tuning in, we're glad that you're here. Uh, Shout out to everyone who is on this 21-day challenge of prayer and fasting with us, and we're about halfway through. Today is officially day number 14 of this challenge, and if you already fell off, man, or if you haven't even started, um, there's no hope for you, okay? Just just kidding. God, man, wake up. Wake up this morning, man. Yikes. Man, uh, how are you guys feeling today? No, no, no. I think you guys can do way better than that. How are you guys feeling today? Okay, good. I, I hope that helps out a little bit. Um, well, that's, uh, that's okay if you guys maybe fell off a little bit. Day number 14, we're halfway through. Um, but we have this app called You Belong. If you haven't, you know, gotten it on your smartphone, please, um, it's for free. Download it today. Um, and you can jump into the section that says 21-day challenge. And in there, you'll be able to jump right in. Again, day number 14, we're going all through 21 days. It's never too late. Um, well, this month, it's all about prayer. And I think that more often than not, that our prayers, they usually fall into this category of of apathetic. And it can happen to each and every one of us. And prayers that I affectionately call eh type prayers. You got to say it with the face. Eh type prayers. And prayers that might seem calloused. Prayers that, 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 that maybe we've become uninterested in this area of our life. Maybe we've become indifferent or passive in our prayer life. Prayers that are not really bold. 
prayers that are not really intentional and maybe they're actually not all that life-changing anymore in our lives. And they're kind of just taking up this space in life and they kind of get, uh, we can kind of just fall into this habit of eh type prayers. And but what we've discovered during the first couple of weeks of this series is that God is looking for people who will start drawing some bold circles in prayer. We're drawing the circle. And he's actually inviting us to step out in faith from our comfort zones because this becomes a catalyst for him to do things in our lives that only God can produce. It's the kind of prayers that, that unleash a power uh, that changes our lives and, and even changes the world around us. And the fact is that God, he's not interested in eh type prayers, but God is interested in bold, circle-praying people. And as I was preparing for this, this, this uh, message earlier this week, I was led to this passage of scripture that I hope would inspire the desire in you to break out of that mundane, indifferent type of prayer life. And this, and this passage, uh, as I read it, I, I, I truly believe that it's a call up by God. It's a call up into the big leagues of prayer. And 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse number 14, it's, it's there on the screens. This is what it says. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Our land is in a serious need of healing, don't you think? All the things that's happening around our world, all the things that's even happening around San Diego County, a lot of division is going on in our society today. A lot of it is this us versus them, PC type culture that's, hey, man, if you don't believe how I believe, then you know what, forget it. That's going on in our country. Our land needs healing. And God is calling his people to not some sort of apathetic, uninterested, uh, passive type praying. But God is, 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 is calling us to a bold and specific and dangerous for the kingdom type seeking. And if we approach God in a posture that I believe pleases him, we will hear from heaven. And that's what we call drawing the circle. That's what we're talking about this month. And today, we're going to be talking about the posture that pleases God. The posture that pleases God. And this passage in 2 Chronicles, it outlines some specific postures and attitudes of the heart that God actually responds to. And we're going to unpack some of those today. There, there's this character in the Bible who was known for taking a posture in prayer that honored God, that honored God and his name was Daniel. And we're going to pick up his story in Daniel chapter number 6. In verse number 10, it's not in your notes, but it will be up here on the screens. And this is what it says. It says, when Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went to his house where he had windows in his upper chamber open toward Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God. Notice that. As he had done previously. Then these men came by agreement and found Daniel making petition and plea before his God. We see here that Daniel took a physical posture in prayer. It was an outward expression of the inward decision that he made and how he was going to approach his God. The Bible says that he would kneel three times a day and pray and give thanks before God Almighty. We're going to pick up in verse number 18 and this is what it says. 
It says, then the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. He went without food. No diversions were brought to him, and sleep, it fled from him. He wasn't able to fall asleep. Then at the break of day, the king arose and went in haste to the den of lions. As he came near to the den where Daniel was, he cried out in a tone of anguish. The king declared to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, how has your God, whom you serve, Continually been, continually been able to deliver you from the lions. Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. Verse number 22. My God sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths, and they have not harmed me because I was found blameless before him. And also before you, O king, I have, I have done no harm. Then the king was exceedingly glad and commanded that Daniel be taken out of the den Watch this last part. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no harm was found on him because he had trusted in his God. What I love about this guy named Daniel is that nobody could ever accuse him of having eh-type prayers. No one could ever accuse him of having an apathetic thirst for the Lord in his life. And in what came to his devotion to God, the Bible says that Daniel three times a day would get on his knees and pray to God Almighty because that's what he believed in. Daniel was a bold, circle-praying guy. Daniel was somebody who put God first. Daniel was somebody who did that boldly. He did it without hesitation. And Daniel, he, he prayed with radical abandon. And he took a position both physically and spiritually. He took a posture that pleased God. If the words of prayer are what you're saying, the posture of prayer is how you're saying it. Let me say that one more time. If the words of prayer are what you're saying, the actual posture of praying is how we're saying it. And the physical postures of prayer, it, it, it kind of helps set this tone in our hearts, in our minds, as we talk to God Almighty. And there are examples in Scripture that are powerful symbols of drawing the circle in prayer. So let's take, take a look at some of those postures here this morning. Um, and, and let's let that transform our prayer lives as we walk out our week. Here's number one, if you're taking notes today, a bowed knee. A bowed knee. This posture of about me, it symbolizes our submission to God's lordship. It symbolizes your submission to God's lordship. When you enter into the presence of royalty, when we enter into the presence of majesty, we take a knee. That's kind of customary, all, universal all around the world. And when we enter into conversation with the great God of the universe, the Bible describes that there is an appropriate posture of humility that we can all actually take. And it's just posture of submission to the lordship and leadership of God, and we do that while we bow down. Psalms chapter 95, verses 6 and 7, this is what it says. It says, come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock, under his care. Come, let us bow down, it says. It says, let us kneel. No, no. Now, it doesn't say that the only time that God hears you is when you kneel. Okay, that's not the point. It's not what I'm saying. In fact, the Holy Spirit, he walks with you every single day. 
God sent the Holy Spirit to comfort you, to, to guide you, to lead you. And the Holy Spirit's indwelling in you. If you're someone who says that they follow Jesus and you would have accepted him into your life, uh, the, the Holy Spirit is uh, ready at no matter what posture we're taking any single day. But the scripture is inviting us into this reverence and this posture of humility before Almighty God. And if you've never tried, man, I, I want to encourage you to find a place where you can bow the knee or you can completely kneel down in prayer as you walk out your week. You're saying something really important to God when you do. You're saying, God, I am submitting to your lordship. God, I'm submitting to, to your authority in my life. It's a sign of reverence. It's a sign of submissiveness. It's even a posture of humility. It's very vulnerable when you get down on your knees and you're saying, God, I just want to submit to your authority in my life. Kneeling down in prayer is a posture that pleases God. Here's number two, hands down, hands down. And this symbolizes all that we must abandon, things that we must let go, things that, that maybe things that we're holding on to that, that we just need to kind of put down to the side when we meet with God, hands down, symbolizing all the things we must abandon. The Quakers, um, they were this Christian denomination in the mid-1700s. And they had this tradition in prayer that I think is really interesting and it's, it's instructive for us today. And what they would do is they would actually begin their prayers with their palms facing down. Maybe, you know, you're here at Center Church and you see people, they put their hands up or they kind of put their palms up. But the Quakers, they would actually put their palms facing down. And this symbolizes, symbolized the things that they needed actually to let go of and set down before God when they pray. And I don't know about you, but I usually have some baggage and things that I'm holding on to um, that I need to set down when I come into God's presence. Uh, the, uh, uh, this is what it says in Psalms chapter 5. I'm going to skip down here real quick. This is what it says. It says, Psalm chapter 5, verse number 3. It says, In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait in expectation. Again, I don't know about you, but I got to set some things down when I speak to God. I need to set down some of that baggage. And uh, I, I need to empty out my hands of the junk and the things that I'm just so desperately trying to hold on to. And how can I receive from God? How can I hear his answer or receive his provision or even receive his blessing when my hands are already full? Sitting down some of those things. My guess is that this week, your, your time in prayer is going to get rocked. If you begin kneeling down in submission to God's lordship in your life, if you let go of the things that, man, I just, I need to abandon that in my life when I come to God, decide today to let go of that baggage. Decide today to let go of the junk so that you can be ready to receive what God has for you. A bowed knee, hands down, here's number three. Here's number three, an empty stomach. An empty stomach. And this symbolizes our hunger for God. This symbolizes our hunger for God. And we can do different types of fast. I know that, you know, we're on this 21-day challenge of fasting and prayer. 
And some of you are fasting from social media for our 21-day challenge. Some are fasting from entertainment and other things. A lot of you guys have talked to me about some of the things that you're fasting for. But today, we're talking about an empty stomach. And here's a spiritual description of what's going on when we fast. We restrict ourselves from food in order to feast on God. We restrict ourselves from food in order to feast on God alone. It's almost like this hunger reminder to pray. And it's, it's, it's a physical statement about this inner spiritual longing. God, I am desperate for you. I need to hear from you. I'm going to put away this for right now because I need to hear from you. And in the story of Daniel in the lion's den, the king himself, um, he fasted for Daniel. And, and, and scripture says that um, he spent the entire night praying for God to save Daniel, and then he fasted. He went without food. And now fasting is one of those things maybe you've never tried. Um, it's an area that some people, they've kind of abused, you know, in, in church history. They kind of, you know, manipulate in order to, to win some religious clout or something like that. Like, hey, I've been fasting, and, you know, I want you to know it because I'm like this super spiritual person, right? But that's not the point. That's actually missing the whole purpose of this posture. In fact, Jesus, he addressed it directly. Matthew chapter 6, verses 17 and 18, it says this, when you go without food, wash your face and comb your hair so that others cannot know that you are fasting. Only your father who is unseen will know, and your father who sees what you do in private will reward you. Let me ask you a question. What are the areas of need that you are drawing the circle of prayer right now? What are some of those areas that, man, it's so important to you, you just so need to hear from God that you're actually going to go without food in order to meet with God. God, I just, I need a, I need a, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thirsting for you. I just need to hear from you. I need you to pour into me, God. I'm going to put away this so that I can hear from you. Are you spiritually hungry enough to pray on an empty stomach? Maybe you're going to consider this week to fast a meal or maybe a day, however God leads you, in order to focus your mind and your heart on your hunger for the Lord. Approaching God on an empty stomach, literally foregoing food in order to feast on God, this demonstrates a really tangible way how we can be hungry for more of him, an empty stomach. An empty stomach. Here's the next one. Arms wide. Arms wide. And this symbolizes a readiness to receive from him. We talked about kneeling down. We talked about, you know, palms down, setting down some things before God. We talked about fasting and, and going without. Now we're talking about arms wide. And this is a readiness to receive from him. The postures that please God. If hands down symbolizes what we need to set down, then arms wide is a physical posture that says, I am ready to receive from you. Lord, this is the posture that says, God, you are welcome in my life. I'm inviting you in. I want more of you. I give you permission to speak into every area of my life. God, I'm arms wide open. I need you. You know, one of my favorite times a day is when I come home from work to my wife and my three, uh, my three fur babies. <laughs> yeah, you heard it right, man. I said fur babies. Um, that, that, that's them right there. You might see them here. Let me move this a little bit. That, that's them right there. I'm going to move this back. Um, over to the left, uh, that's, that's Maddie. 
Um, here in the middle, that's Oliver, and at the end, that's Sadie. And these are our, <laughs> these are our fur babies. They're all rescues. Um, me and my wife, we've adopted them. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're my dog lovers in the house. Any dog lovers in the house? Okay, yeah. Man, where my people at? Man, I'm knocking. Let me in. <laughs> the people are, most people, when we tell them that we got, we got three dogs, they're like, why? <laughs> my, my parents said the same thing. Um, the answer is, I have no clue. I, I, don't, I don't even know. Honestly, I don't even know how this happened. Like, one day I woke up, boom, fur babies. Like, I, I, I don't know how we have three dogs now. But do you know why I love it? Like, I love it when I come home to my wife, my three fur babies. It's my favorite time of day. It's because this is the moment um, when they come running out pause wide to tackle me when I come through that front door. And it's like this amazing feeling like, oh, like I've been wanting to see you like all the day, blah, blah. And if you have dogs, you know exactly how that feeling, how that is. And some of you who have littles, you probably understand that feeling way better than I do. When you come like run, you know, come through that door and that little, hey, daddy, mommy, and they come and they kind of put their arms around your legs. And I can imagine that's a great feeling to have. That's a posture that eager children always assume when they approach a loving father. They come running through that door. Nothing else really matters. They just want to be with dad. They just want to be with them. And that's a posture that honors God when we run to him in that way. In Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 16, this is what it says. It says, so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and find grace to help us when we need it. So here's my question. When's the last time you went running arms wide to God? When's the last time you did that? Has it been a minute? When was the last time like a child you came running into his presence to receive from him? When was the last time you approached God like in this childlike manner, eager just to be in his presence? When was the last time? Maybe we need to take a, a fresh posture with him this week. Maybe we tell him with arms wide open, God, I'm ready to receive for what you have for me. God, I just, I just want to be with you. I just want to be with you. Arms wide. Here's the fifth one. Lifted hands. Lifted hands. This symbolizes our worship and thanks symbolizes our worship and things. This is one of the most recognizable, you know, postures of prayer that people take. But honestly, this is one of the most misunderstood when it comes to churches. Hands raised, it's, it's often associated with some sort of, you know, kind of freak show outburst or weirdness, you know, depending on your church background, all right? Um, but lifting hands um, as a symbol of worship and thanks to God, it's never intended to be exclusive behavior for just those who are overly righteous or overly religious, okay? It's not intended for that. It's actually not extreme when we think about it. Its intent is to simply express our surrender and our worship to God. Lifting hands is actually for everyone. Maybe you should try it this week. Uh, Psalms 134 verses 1 and 2, this is what it says. It says, now praise the Lord, all you servants of the Lord who stand in the Lord's house at night. Lift up your hands in the holy place and praise the Lord. We lift up our hands like a lot around here. You may have, you may have under, uh, just saw that this morning in worship. 
Um, you know, it's funny. So I grew up, just to give you a little church background of me, I grew up Baptist. And if you, if you know church denomination, um, you know, you're real rigid, right? You have like a suit and tie and you're just like, what? Like you don't even want to laugh. You don't want to look because, you know, an usher would be like, hey, shh, be quiet. So you're just real like, okay, frozen and chosen. That's, that's all I'm doing. And, and my wife, so she grew up Pentecostal. I don't know if you guys understand what Pentecostal is, but yeah, woo, who's that? Um, so she grew up Pentecostal, and they're more charismatic. They're, you know, they're like, you know, hopping around and all this. That's what she's used to, man. People are rolling on the ground, you know, just like, you know, filled with the Spirit of God or whatever. But anyways, that's how she grew up. So I kind of, ever since we've been, we've been married for two years, so I kind of found this place in the middle where I'm at now where it's like I'm Baptocostal. So I like, I put my hands up and I dance, but I got a seatbelt on though. So like, you know, I'm just kind of keeping under control. <laughs> that joke kind of landed, but uh, <laughs> I'm glad that it did. Hey, I went over this with my wife. She said, don't use that. <laughs> I did it anyway. Um, well, you might see us here, man. Like I said, we don't, we don't take ourselves seriously, man, but we take God seriously. Lord, forgive me. Um, so we lift our hands around here, and it's just a, a, a sign of worship. God, I'm surrendering to you. God, I just, I'm worshiping you today. We clap our hands. You know, one of the things that you'll hear around here at, at, uh, at Center Church, like no weird stuff. Like, we, don't do, we don't do weird stuff around here. If you're afraid of weird stuff, you're safe here. I want you to know that. Um, if you're into weird stuff, we got, you know, the plainclothes security personnel walking around. Man, we got snipers on the roof um, that can show you where to go. But anyways, no weird stuff happens here, man. We, we, it, it's, it's a safe atmosphere. But lifting our hands, it, it isn't weird. You do it all the time at sporting events. When you celebrate a graduation, you probably stand on your feet and you, and you cheer for your loved one. What are we doing? We're celebrating. We are thankful. We've uh, taken a posture that pleases the one that we're rooting for, that person that we love. And maybe you need to take the next step of this area of prayer in your life this week. You just need to lift your hands to God. God, I am, I'm trusting in you. I am worshiping you. I found that there's a direct connection between the attitude of my heart and the elevation of my hands as I praise to God. There's a direct connection between the attitude of my heart and the elevation of my hands as I approach God in prayer. And as you pray this week, try lifting your hands in worship and thanks for, for, God, for all God has, has done for you. Here's the last one, and we're going to close this morning. Ready feet. Ready feet. And this symbolizes the eagerness to act on what God is saying. Ready feet. Eagerness to act on what God says. Man, I have to be honest today. I think this is kind of my favorite out of all the ones. You know, we kind of have fun here a little bit, right? Uh, out of all the ones that we talked about this morning, this is actually, I think, my favorite one because this is where the rubber actually meets the road in your life. You can pray all day long. You can pray until you're blue in the face. But if you never actually allow God's conversation with you to translate into action and application in your life, what good is that? Why even come to church if I'm just going to get all this head knowledge about stuff and not apply anything in my life? This is where, you know, this is something that we, we say around uh, um, Center Church. This is a culture around here. We live out the verbs of the Bible, not just the nouns, the action steps. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 14 and 15, this is what it says. It says, stand firm then 
with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And if you're kicking around the tires of faith, if you're kicking around like this whole Jesus thing, you don't have no church background, man, Baptocostal, Pentecostal, I don't even know what you're talking about. You're in a great place today. You're in a safe space. You're welcome here. You, you picked a great weekend to show up. But for those who have a relationship with Christ, if you've placed your faith and your trust in Jesus, you've been saved by a powerful grace of Almighty God. That's great news for you. And the Bible calls that the gospel. And as Christ followers, as those who say, man, I'm following you. I've made a decision to put you first in my life. We should have our feet ready to act on what God has done for us. This isn't just book learning about God. I just mentioned that. This is eagerness to act on God's promises for our lives. Man, there is a huge difference. There's lots of people attending church. They can sit in a seat. And every single Sunday, they come to a place, maybe traditionally, maybe that's what they're used to, man. Mom and dad, they brought them to church, and you know, it's just what I do. I go to church, or I, I pray before I eat, because that's just, just what I do. But what's the action step that you're taking that's changing your life? Ephesians chapter 6, verses 18 to 20, this is what it says. It says, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert. And always keep on praying for all the saints. Pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. The apostle Paul, this is what he's saying. He's saying, you know, pray all the time. Go ahead, do it. Pray all the time, but pray that I will be ready to act fearlessly that my feet may be ready to leg out the purposes that God has for me. How's your feet today? How's, how's that posture that you're taking when you listen to God in prayer? How's your feet? Are we acting upon the things that God is maybe challenging us with? Because when we start drawing circles around the people and the problems and the promises of God in our lives, don't be surprised if he's going to begin to lead you and challenge you to take your next right step? That's a normal question around here. That's, that's the culture here at Center Church. What's your next right step? Maybe you've heard some of our hosts say that. What are you going to do with what you heard? What are you going to do? It's time to get on our feet. Are you eager to act on what God says? Here's my encouragement to you this week as you grow in circle drawing. Don't settle for calloused, uninterested, passive, eh-type prayers in your life. This is the week to boldly step out of your comfort zone. This is the time to dig deeply into conversation with God. God, I need you. God, I'm worshiping you. God, I need you to provide in this area of my life. God, I need to set this down before you because it's not healthy for me or my marriage or my relationships. God, I, I, I need to approach you in a different way to draw the circle boldly and without fear because God wants to answer you. I want to challenge you to consider the way that you've been approaching God. And he's calling each and every one of us into a posture that might be a little outside of our ordinary, but it's a posture that I believe pleases him. His power always solves a person who commits themselves in pursuing him in prayer. So how about we take that posture together as we close? God, thank you so much. 
Thank you for those who, who gathered here this morning. I pray, Lord, that we would get a fresh perspective of what it means to approach you in a different way. God, I pray that you allow us to take a posture that's different. Allow us to take a posture that might be a little bit out of our comfort zone. Will you allow your people to draw a circle around the things that, that they may be struggling with, the things that they need to bring to you, the things that they need to just set down and come to you and be ready to receive from you? God, I know there's many families that are represented in this room who need more of you. It's not the preacher who changes lives. It's the word of God. And I pray that you would please Speak to somebody's heart today, God, because some of us need your super on our natural. God, we need you. Lord, we need you. Thank you so much for all you've done. In your name, I ask these things. Amen. Thanks again for joining us today. The question now is, what are you going to do with what you just discovered? Take a step to connect with us in person, or perhaps choose to support the ministry of Center Church with your financial generosity. Take your next right step and visit us online at centerchurchsd.com. See you next time.